never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a cancer death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? This is your boy, Bigger, Bigger, Bigger T. And I'm joined by my man, Big C, Clint Clark. Clint, it's a happy day. It is a happy day. Happy day in hog world. The hogs go to Gainesville. Yeah, and get the win. Yeah. How happy are you right now, Clint? Dude, I'm I'm ecstatic because you know the the hardest part about having a fan podcast is you're a fan. That's right. And like it's easy to come on here when you're when when you're headed to the Outback Bowl. It's like it's easy, like it's fun. Okay, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. But when you're but when you're the best two and six team in the country, yeah. um, fighting to become the best three and six team in the country. It's a little bit harder to come on here and then put on a happy face because I'm not one to criticize, but um, I'm starting to think if Sam Pittman had to do over again, he would have made a different choice with his uh, offensive coordinator hire. Yeah, we'll get more into that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it was it was great to go see the guys go down and and get that win. It was a happy day. Uh, it almost got taken away from us it took overtime uh some what i think were a couple bad calls by refs almost kept us from doing it and i am not a blame the ref guy uh no. i'm never a blame the ref guy but that um there was a couple couple of bad calls and so anyway well clint what you been up to man what, what's what's been going on it's, you know, it hadn't I- been that long since we recorded so we hadn't had that many we're recording no. early this week. We recorded late last week. Yeah. And we recorded Wednesday last week, man. You know, you know, moved on the farm a while back. Yeah. So got um got a did did turkeys this year. Like decided we we're gonna do turkeys. Mm-hmm. So thinking, okay, I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna I'm gonna run the turkey game. Well, you know, I did all right on them. I did all right on them. We made a little mistakes. So we're not gonna make as much money as we can processing a little bit more than we thought it was going to be but it's all right you know you live and learn every time i've watched one of these farmer videos it's always like here's the mistakes i made so everybody's everybody's messing it up you're hoping to get it right eventually and i'm impressed you know the longer i do it the more impressed i am with like your grandparents my grandparents they did this without google yeah they 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 did all this without without google like they were able to figure it out um now Thanksgiving's coming up, and uh, man, one thing I was thinking about today, you know, I your 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 parents got divorced when you were a kid, so you 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 are familiar with the as a child what it's like to go between holidays amongst two parents. Yeah, yeah. So you so you're familiar with that. I, my my parents were you know 
you know, the way the way my mom, way Tom and Sue would talk to each other, if I walked in one day, they're like, hey, we're getting divorced. I've been like, about dang time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but them two, I think, you know, at this point, them two kids are going to make it. That's I, right, really, that's right. I, I think they're on the downhill stretch. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think, I think they're going to go ahead and they're going to, they're going to push through. But, you know, now as an adult, I got divorced. You, I don't know if you remember that. That's your fault. For yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. 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 100% your fault. Cause I was like, I was all I'm backing out on the trash. Like, no, you if we'd to- only listen to Leonard Skinner, we'd only listen to Leonard Skinner. I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. That's um, right. I did it. But give me three steps. Give me three steps to the door. <laughs> <laughs> that was the song that Clint and I, when we turned on the radio, that's the song that was on as we were driving to the venue where he was getting married that day. <laughs> and so we, I mean, we and Clint would go on road trips all the time. We'd, Clint would go, all right, we need a theme song. And he'd go through, scan the radio till we found a good theme song. And, you know, Leonard Skinner's on, so that's going to be our theme song. And the theme song that day was Give Me Three Steps. And little did we know it was a prophecy. Anyway, sorry. But here's what I don't get. So, you know, first one of the first Christmases that me and Anna had without the kids, we went to Fuji's and we had, we had you know, hibachi. Mm-hmm was amazing i mean you could tell like they were just they were done like the restaurants down yeah. like i hate today i hate yeah. you for being here was there a lot of people there oh yeah it was packed and then you could really? tell they were one after another one after another um because you're the only place open mm. i mean if 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 90 of the people aren't doing it let's say 92 percent of the people in town are not doing anything and then 99% of the restaurants are closed. Yeah. That, you know, 2% of the population eating at 1% of the restaurants. Well, you know, is there something to that? Because with, with my grandma passing away, little, well, it's almost been two years ago now, year and a half ago. Um, our family doesn't, you know, we don't migrate up to Nanny's house anymore for, uh, yeah. for the holidays. And so, so everybody's kind of on their own. So me and my mom are doing our own thing down here and, my uh, my aunt and uncle, they always kind of they would alternate doing things with his family and her family anyway. So sometimes they they would at least be there for part of our deal or whatever. But they'll be doing things with his family because they're they're still you know his like his mom and dad are both still alive and and so um, my mom was trying to help my uncle out on figure out what he and he loves Chinese food. Yeah, and so my mom called down to Conway to see if. Uh, well, she was calling to ask ask about Thanksgiving, and all the Chinese places are closed on Thanksgiving, but they're open on Christmas. Yeah, see, and that's one thing I was going I was going to bring up when when we when we were had, kind of having this conversation. When we, this couple years later, fast forward, it's Thanksgiving. I was like, okay, I'm going to go eat the Chinese buffet there mm-hmm. by the movie theater where EMS was. Mm-hmm. Nash, what was it? Um. National Home Center was that was it was was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Urban Air is there now, so but but just you know the shopping center, Hibbets. Yeah, yeah. Where you were once the Lord over. Well, I was, I was the. You were the mayor of Hibbets. I was the assistant manager. You were the assistant mayor. I'm oh, sorry, assistant coach. That's what they called us. Coach. Assistant coach. Yeah. That's stupid title. I was calling plays. I was calling plays from the yeah, box. By the way, I'm gonna tell you something else, Travis, and I'm gonna tell you this. Are you a conspiracy theorist? 
Uh, no. Well, I like, well. Okay. First yeah. off, there's a restaurant in Greenbrier. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. Don't name names. But, but I'm not going to say Chef Lynn's name. But what I'm going to say is, is they do not do enough business to maintain business on the main highway of Greenbrier. <laughs> it is. A, I'm telling you, it is a money laundering operation. I'm 100 <laughs> I have no proof whatsoever. You think you think Gus Fringe is running it? Like you know, like the Green Bar version. <laughs> I don't get it. like I really don't. I mean, because you know, it's not. If you're going to do business in Green Bar, there's only one stretch of the road to do it, and you've got oh, about yeah. a three mile stretch. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's so many neighborhoods and stuff off the streets, and you know, there's people, plenty of nice places to live. But if you're going to put a business, you got to be. Is, you've got to be on that main street because if you put it anywhere else, you're. There's not be, a nice, quaint little downtown you can put it in, or no, nothing like that. No. I mean, I mean, the closest thing we have to the downtown is where the IGA used to be, and that's, that's right. like a. A Domino's and a tobacco store, pawn <laughs> <and a laughs> shop, <Yeah. laughs> and just a never-ending cycle of restaurants that obviously keep going out because they're not money laundering like shit. That's right. That's right. No, but I'm just saying it's one of the things where I don't, it don't make no sense how that place is still open. Like, and I'm not <laughs> talking about like I'm like, hey, maybe you just do killer to go business. That's what people tell me all the time. I'm like, come on, man, come yeah. on. I was like, look, I'm probably going to get sued, maybe run out of town over this. Um, uh, what if this is the one I finally get canceled over? We both knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, surprised it was that easy. I called out Chef Lens. I should have yeah. No, I don't know. And, and hopefully the Duke Tiller goes, but I just remember going by there and like, man, they really weren't that busy on Christmas even yeah. when like, everybody was. But, um, yeah, sorry. Well, that's kind of you know. You remember Jade China and Conway? Yeah, same thing. It was it was a it, but it but it was a lot of to go. Like people would go in there yeah. and get. Man, my mom would get that house fried rice. It had like chicken and beef and pork and shrimp and everything in it, and it would be like a one to go. Like it would feed me and my mom, and my stepdad, all three. Yeah, it was wonderful. Anyway. Yeah, well, the, you know, they've got a Southern Hibachi in Greenbrier now. they got a Hibachi truck. Oh, I love that. They've got one in Clinton, too. and they We have one down here in Camden, too. Yeah, yeah they, just do, they just do killer, killer business. And I think... It's good food, uh, too. Yeah, anymore, like, that truck scene's kind of got cool, like, food truck scene. Uh, they, well, you know, if this podcast thing don't work out, we'll, we'll just open up Big C, Bigger T food truck. There we go. Yeah. Sell hot dogs or something. I don't know. Not hot dogs. No, no. Yeah, I refuse to buy hot dogs in public unless they're at a Yankee game. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's another know, story. And the hot dogs, well, that just that's one of the things. As a kid, I'd eat whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'd eat bar s. I'd eat whatever. Now that I'm an adult, there's one thing I can say: I've got bougie on it's hot dogs. I like. I yeah. will not eat anything other than Nathan's. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten pickier on mine too. Um, I went over to mom's and she bought the. Uh, ballpark yeah they're good but then once yeah. i bought Nathan, she's like okay i'm i'm done yeah I'm done. all right so clint the hogs go down to florida Ooh, never won there never, never won there not once. And, and, by, and by the way i believe um 
I believe somebody predicted predicted a victory. Did I, did somebody predict? And I wanted to. I wanted to. I really did. I wanted. I wanted. You know, it's one of the things I want to believe. Yeah. And I just couldn't. I, I wanted. I'll to be believe. honest with you. I wasn't real confident in my prediction, but I just really wanted it bad. <laughs> I wanted it bad. Now, of course, we see. You know, it was the first game without Enos. They had two weeks. What were some of the, uh, what were some of the differences you saw on the field? Um, they moved KJ around. Mm. They they moved KJ. K, KJ was not a stationary target. Um, there, there was one time where they blitzed a corner, and and I and they had that actually they had run it. I think KJ threw an intercept. Uh, not intercept. He threw an incompletion. Mm. Just tried to throw a little bit too much on the run, but he he really I didn't think he was hit as much unnecessarily. He got seven. He still got sacked five times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously there's issues on the offensive line still. But honestly, I thought in the second half, the offensive line kind of played great. Yeah, they played much better. They played much, 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 much better. Um, it just felt like a team that got its mojo back. Like, well, it's like, it's like, it felt like, you know, it seemed like the offense had like a yoke around its neck being held. And, I, and I'm not trying to just, this. I don't want this turn into just a bash, you know, podcast but it just seemed like there was a yoke around their necks and like they couldn't like it just wasn't working and well and i wanted you know one of the things that i you know said last week that i thought we would see and we saw is the changes at the line of scrimmage the calls of the line of scrimmage were done by the coaches because if you notice when they would go line up they would look over to the sideline and they would they would get the calls from the coaches. So the players that cut down on the communication issues, which I've been banging that bell all year that that's the main problem with this team. Uh, that's the main problem with this offense is the communication issues, and that cut down on them a lot because those guys, you know, uh, the the coaches were making the calls and it was coming from one source and it was the right source because apparently. Let's be honest. Apparently, KJ can't make those calls. And apparently, the offensive linemen can't make those calls. Our leaders on the offensive linemen can't, the offensive line can't make those calls. That's what that, that's one thing we learned this week. Now, we look, I'm all for it. Let's go win games and let's do whatever it takes to win games. I'm not saying we made a mistake by switching to Gotten or nothing like that. But one thing we learned is KJ. Our offensive line is not ready for the NFL. Even our studs that are supposed to be making the call, that are supposed to be one of the best, you know, our center is supposed to be one of the best centers in the league, you know, in the in the country. And KJ's not ready for the NFL either. Because we had to simplify the game for KJ to be his best that he could be. And it worked. And 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 that's the it was the right call. It was the right call to make, okay? It was the right call to make. KJ went out there and played comfortably. He played. Uh, he played with with swagger. He played with confidence. Um, he he ran the ball when he should have. The play calling was, you know, instead of trying to run up the middle so much, 
we ran off tackle a lot more, which is what has been working. But for some reason, we wasn't doing it very much when Enos was calling plays. And now in that second half, especially gotten was that that's where we were getting all of our, a lot of our rushing yard. That's that's where rocket got his hundred yards rushing was off tackle instead of going up the middle so much. Wonderful changes. Gotten did a wonderful job. He adjusted he to what to do. Huh? He called a good game. Too. Called a wonderful game. He adjusted to what the defense was giving him, to what they were doing well. He adjusted to what his team was doing well. Uh, he made some smart play calls. He had um, one trick play, you know, to go back to Kendall Browse. You know, he had his, his little double pass with uh, Tesla. You know, that was a Kendall Browse play and a half right there. I mean, that was that was, you know. And it was nice play. I mean, you know, I'd kind of been waiting on that since Tesla was a quarterback in high school. Um, yeah. I kind of figured they would use him as a quarterback sometime in there. Um, but, yeah, man, it was it was nice to see. It was nice to see the offense play with confidence. It was nice to see them play with it was something they were comfortable with. For some reason with Enos, they just never got comfortable. And it, whether it was they didn't like Enos, I think that I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. Yeah, Dude, I mean, they just, I mean, well, and then Sam Pittman has said something in the post game press conference that um, that that stuck with me. And you probably already know what it is. Yeah, go ahead though, just in case we we ran what we practiced. Yeah, yeah. That, and that has been the common theme that, that was, he complained about since going back to the Texas A&M game is like, I, I won't, he's like, we just ran while we practiced. It, it seemed like this offense had lost something. Um, and it's been lost since KJ tried to jump in the end zone from the five against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I mean, since then, it just seemed like something. And I think, you know, I, f- I feel like they got it back now. I really do. I feel like whatever something got broke right then and never has been quite right. Going going all the way back then, and I think they figured out they've got it back. And I think this team they they look like if nothing else, they're having fun again. Well, and the the play calls fit this team. They do. They you do. know you have some tackles that are struggling, and you and you had to go to backups, which the backups played better than, than the starters, by the way. Um, yeah, which I know you'll probably bring that up later. Um, but the play calls they made were plays that made this team with the way it's laid out, with the talent that it has, and like where KJ could get the ball out of his hands quicker. And Clint, to not sound too much like circa Houston Nut early 2000s or mid 2000s, but we threw over the middle some. We quit throwing those seam routes, and KJ loves those seam routes. In the past, he had loved throwing those seam routes, and we'd gotten to where we were throwing all these sideline routes. And, yes, KJ can throw those, but he really likes those balls over the middle that he can throw, and we threw a lot more of those this week. And it showed. I mean, it. you know, he threw for, what, what was it, 250 yards, something like that. Yeah. Um, man, and looking at the record book, the only pretty much major record I don't think KJ's going to leave with 
is all-time passing attempts. Yeah, I think he's either tied first or tied for first in every major record, mm. except for passing yards. And he he he'll either break it this game, barring you know something catastrophic, and he'll break it against FIU. I mean, it's gonna fall. Yeah. Yeah, whatever happens with KJ, whether he goes to the NFL, whether he goes to another team, he's going to be one of the go down as one of the best quarterbacks to ever played Arkansas. That's just the that's yeah, I mean, just, just real. And I, that's going to bring me to my player of the game, Travis. Okay. As you had mentioned you think I was going the other way. Tyrone Broden said something in his press conference that like this team never quit because we all watch KJ and KJ never quit. Mm. KJ is the unquestioned leader of this team. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that man has led. Mm-hmm. This team's been crapped on, been talked crap about. I'm surprised they ain't set fire to KJ's Corvette. Um, I just, but I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like it's been much maligned. Yeah. This team quit because they said KJ never quit. Yeah. And I think you could tell, like KJ just said, like after the after the game, put on Instagram, I felt like myself again. Yeah. Like I think he's been that round peg they've been trying to stick in a square hole, just that yeah. work wasn't working, and they got it. They got it back. Yeah. And I'm I'm really really happy they did. Uh, so KJ's your player of the game. Yeah, KJ, and I normally don't like to go with KJ just because it's just obvious to go with KJ. Um, and we can talk about some of the other players that, that we talked about going with later, but, and I thought about going with Sam Pittman too, because I think one of the, the and I think KJ embodied this where he goes, man, when you hit adversity, you got one of, there's two types of people. Those that fight and those that quit. Yep. There ain't a third type. Yeah. That doesn't and, fire you up. But yeah. yeah he, there's not a third type in yeah. this team's fault. And, and KJ, is outside the Mississippi State game. I've never thought it just, and I don't even. I don't even think I felt like they quit then. It just, it was just blah. I just, I can't yeah. explain it. I can't. I, I, I yeah. can't. Like, I mean, I've never seen like it felt like they were playing hard, but just nothing worked. Yeah. Well, nothing- my player of the game. Um, look, I I think both of us agree. Probably the most important part of this game was Kenny Guyton. Okay. 110%. And so uh I'm not gonna have him as my player of the game, but we would both say he was the most. If, I'm gonna if, go to I'm gonna go to the defensive side of the ball. All right. And I'm gonna say Braxton. No, I, the corner. Because right. I think he got two strip fumbles. Yeah. One of them the refs took away from him, but forward motion was not stopped. On if 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 the uh tush push play is legal, then that guy was not down, <laughs> was not stopped. Okay. His forward motion was not stopped, and that should have been Arkansas ball for sure. Okay. And he not only not only that, and I and I and I almost put nudie into that uh although i didn't for a couple of reasons but i almost put him in there because in the first half they were picking on hudson clark pretty bad 
And when Nudie came in and this and later on in the game, they were able to move Clark back to safety and it was able to make the defense a lot better that way because Clark was getting caught one-on-one with a lot of players and it was getting us in trouble. They were, they were picking at him, but I'm going to say Braxton, uh, a young guy, a freshman that man. And think about this, Clint, think about the future. I mean, you got Braxton doing what he's doing. You got some of those young linebackers doing what they're doing. And the hope is we still don't really know what's going on with him, but if Quincy McAdoo is able to come back and play, that that's a defensive backfield it can be pretty. Well, you got single, you got Singletary will be back too. I don't I don't I don't think he played that much this game. Yeah, five store out of Georgia, but yeah, well, you got him coming back. He's going to continue to develop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a lot of things now. I do want to have a couple honorable mentions here. Okay. One, I want to mention Morgan Turner, um, Arkansas tight end coach. Yeah. Um, if there's one position group that's been ravaged by injury. Oh, my gosh. It's the tight end room. And they went out now. They got gums, I think, last minute out of the portal. Um, Like, that was the one that, like, he was – And now he's your best tight end right now. He's your best tight end. Um, Now, and also, um, they're mentioning Hunter Talley. And I'm going to also bring up Tyrese Crawford. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Crawford's a, what, a redshirt senior? Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you know, he's been the sixth guy on that offensive line all season, which has to be frustrating for, for him when, you know, but he finally, his number was called, mm-hmm. got in the game, and I thought he played outstanding. Yeah. He'll be starting this week with, um, um, oh, what's his name down? Um, with uh, Kudis down. Mm. Um, but, I, but, but Pippen kept talking about Hunter Talley, Hunter Talley, Hunter Talley about how he's earned the step up. Um, he's a red shirt freshman, um, been like That's down there, right. I guess, killing it on the scout team. Mm. I believe from Asylum Springs. Uh, mm. I remember he's from somewhere North Wizard, but, but anyway, man, when that number is called, when that opportunity is called, when that comes, it, it makes a big difference what you do with it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the way this the Razorbacks have looked at the rest of the season. Like, okay. Yeah. Like we're oh and over. We're we're flushing it. So I think you've got Kenny Godden making the most of his opportunity. Because mm-hmm. you can't tell me that he don't want that head that full time job. Oh yeah. He probably wanted it when they gave it to Enos and they just like with a veteran-laden team like they have and a senior quarterback coming back, it's probably hard to give that to a first-time OC. Yeah. So well, I'm, and I and I'm gonna tell you, and just this isn't to defend Enos, but it is gonna defend him a little bit. Go ahead. Enos was brought in to also help KJ get to the NFL. Okay, he was brought in because he was more of a pro-style quarterback coach. And his type of offense is going to be more pro-style. And if he, and if KJ could run it, it was going to get him ready for the NFL. And, folks, look, I love KJ. KJ will not make it in the NFL. KJ needs to run the ball. 
and he needs to hit heads. And if KJ tries to run the ball and hit heads like he did against Florida the other day against NFL defensive backs and def- and linebackers, KJ, those guys are just as fast and just as big as KJ. Yeah. And he's going to end up with lots and lots of injuries. He's dealt with lots of injuries. Every year he's been nagged with injuries every year at Arkansas. And he's tough, okay? He's played through them. He's a tough guy. I'm not talking bad about KJ here. What I'm trying to say is, for some reason, now, it may be, and he just didn't get along with Enos. It may be another quarterback coach that's got the NFL pedigree that tries to coach him could get that out of him, okay? Because apparently, you know, the rumor is that Rocket was not going to come back. Have you heard that? I'd, I'd heard I'd, not that, but, you know, I'd heard whispers of it. But That, that Rocket was going to go get ready for the draft. Yeah. And that, and that he was done because he, he didn't like Enos. He didn't like the offense. He didn't like what they were putting on the field. And so he was going to, he was gone that it wasn't necessarily just, uh, he'd been having some injury issues. He's some of that was legit, but, but a lot of it was, he didn't want to, he didn't want to mess with it. So part of it was probably they just did. Enos was the wrong guy, just the wrong, you know, just, well, and that and that was part of what I think, and you know, and, and this is a Pittman problem, not an Enos problem. E- Enos was brought in to do that. Him and KJ mm-hmm. got it mixed, whatever. But the players weren't brought in for that system. Yeah, they they just weren't, and, and no. they just, they're obviously a whole lot more comfortable in the in the old system. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. Well, and if you're and if you're the offensive coordinator, if you're bringing in a new system. You have to sell that system to your players. You have to make them believe that that new system is better than what they were just running. And apparently Enos didn't do that. Okay. So once again, I'm not putting all the blame on KJ. It may be that another, you know, he could go and, you know, work with another NFL guy this summer and get all the stuff that Enos was trying to teach him. And it clicked with him because he has a lot more respect and connection with another guy. Okay. But if you're the assistant, if you're the offensive coordinator and you're coming in and changing the offense, you have to come in and you have to make that quarterback and you have to make those people believe. And apparently, you know, wasn't do that doing that with proof in point. What Pittman said when he, well, like you brought up, he said, you know, we, we were doing the things we were practicing. You know, we, we actually ran the plays we ran in practice, you know, well, that's the way you don't, you don't build confidence in your players. If you don't run the plays you ran in practice. Okay. The things that worked in practice, you're not running them out on the field. What's going on, you know? And so. And another thing about Pittman, he's never once thrown anyone under the bus. No. And he's had plenty of opportunities to throw anybody. Mm. I think Chad Morris would have not been reaching for somebody to throw under the bus. Oh, yeah. I mean, Pittman wasn't going to throw anybody under the bus to save his own skin, so we need to back off on Pittman. He's the right hire. Yeah. Despite the recent decommit, um, I mean, look at recruiting. He's recruiting at – Well, and I think think Pittman saved his job by winning Saturday. Yeah, well, I I mean, 
you're, I think it I think it was a little up in the air before that, depending on how they did. Um if he kept the team together the rest of the year, I think even if they would have lost out, I think he would have still had a chance as long as he they played hard. Yeah. Um but I think getting that win at Florida the way he did, um, I think that may have and if he and if a star is born and gotten, if gotten can it's not just a one game flash in the pan. If if he can keep putting a good product out there and uh, calling plays, then I think he definitely, <laughs> it'll, you know, I think the fan base would be like excited about next year too, because they can say, man, look, look at what, you know, if they put some more talent on that offensive line, if they put some more talent here or there, look at what we can do next year, you know? So, well, um, well, that's the beauty about the, the game nowadays is like when you have a glaring weakness, well, I can go fix it. Like if you yeah. we did with our secondary, like, okay, we went and got the pieces to fix it. And you can fix it right away. Fix it right away. So, I mean, look for us being buyers in the, in the offensive line transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's the one thing you can, you can, they'll probably bring in three or four offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. We're playing at Buffalo, or you know, maybe yep. a five star that just wasn't getting the playing time he wanted at Georgia. You, you're going to see some changes yep. on the line. Um, yep. but um, now next yeah, up is Auburn. Yep, a hundred percent. I mean, and and you freeze knows about coming to Fayetteville and winning. Yep, he, it's he at home. It. Now, yep. from what I understand, Auburn. Um, I haven't I haven't done a lot of research on them, but um. Their offense is shaky like ours. Their offense is not good, okay? I'm not going to say we have a good offense just because of one game, okay? So that that's still our weakness, uh, I would say. Um, they have a tough defense like we do. Um, you know, from what I've heard from some other talking heads that their defense isn't quite as good as ours and their offense is probably not as good as ours either, uh, especially after the Florida game. So we'll see. Uh, I think I still – you brought in, you brought up a good point, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. He, he, Hugh Freeze can coach football. Yep. Um, you're going to have to give, give the man his due there. Like, he is a good, good football coach. He came in here and won with the Liberty team. Yeah. Um, Y'all think this Liberty, this old Auburn team is worse than last year's Liberty team. You're high. Yeah. Um, he's going to have more talent at Auburn. He just is. Um, that being said, I think Arkansas is honestly the better football team. Mm. They just are. Now, with the uh, these next two games, well, you can't you can't go to the Florida International game. You can't go to the Missouri game until you take care of this. There's goals out there. For this team to obtain, they they can still do something that I don't think's been done. Where four straight seasons of bowl eligibility, yeah, um, they can still do it. But to do that, they have to beat the Auburn Tigers. So it's another opportunity for KJ to further his legacy. Mm-hmm. It's another opportunity for some replacement offensive linemen to prove that they should have been the offensive lineman the entire time. Yeah, Crawford. I mean, that would be my point. I'm like, I'm gonna. Like Kudis, you can sit over there for the rest of the season. This right tackle job is now on lock. Mm-hmm. 
you want to see Crawford take that kind of step. Um, yep. You know, I think you're still going to see Manuel and Chambly kind of rotating over at left tackle. And they said, you know, he said today in the press conference, someone had to go to right tackle would probably be Chambly. He's the best to play play both sides. Yeah. Which we saw him, I think, against BYU play yeah. a little bit right tackle. Yeah. Uh, when Kudis went out. Yeah. Kudis went out. So I, I'm there, there's, and you can tell, and that's one thing I was going to say, you can tell these kids want to play for Kenny Gotten. They want to play. I mean, they, you you see how they reacted to him after the game, like the the the, the this that video of KJ. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, outside the locker room, and then yeah. him up and in the fray, um, shirtless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I yeah, the, 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 they the, he's got this offense that they want to play for him, and. Um, and like Pippen says, he goes, he's built a reputation on wanting to getting kids to play hard for him. So you picking the hogs or you picking the tigers, Travis? Uh, I'm gonna go with the hogs, man. I'm gonna stick with them. You know what? As since I didn't pick Arkansas last week, they're gonna have to show me they can win at home before I'll pick them. Well, look at you. There you go. There you go. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. A little stitious, that's right. <laughs> but um, man, so this will, of course, come out on Tuesday, and this being Monday. Um, we might release it Wednesday. We'll probably release it Tuesday because we get impatient. But neither here nor there. So we got a basketball game tonight that me and you uh, will both be tuning into. Yep. Alcorn so, State. Alcorn State. What are we going to be talking about tomorrow, Travis, on this basketball team? I think we'll be talking about a uh, – uh, I think we'll be talking about a big win. I think I think it'll be a I think we'll beat them by uh 18 or more I'd say something like that and um I think it'll be a I think they'll be, I think I think somebody will get hot from 3 tonight. Got you. I think somebody's going to hit I don't know who it'll be. I don't know if it'll be Davenport, uh, it might be heck it might be L. Ellis. I don't know. Um, but somebody's gonna get hot from three, I think. Maybe Devo. Who knows? But some, well, somebody's gonna hit some threes tonight, I think. So you think we're gonna be talking about the three point shooting of this team tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. I think that'll be I think okay. one way or another. This team does have the three point shooters. Um, I mean, we've been talking about pinion. I mean, everybody loves talking about pinion being an Arkansas boy. Um, well, and I think that was one thing we um Against Purdue, we didn't see as much of, you know. Yeah. Um, we didn't see anybody really. I mean, we saw some folks make some threes, but it was, you know, uh, just spar. You know, Brazil made, what, two? Um, so it was just, you know, one or two per, per person or something like that. I mean, it wasn't like a like a whole, you know, somebody that hit like four or five. I think, I think somebody will hit four or five tonight. Here's what I think we'll be talking about. We'll be saying, is this the season that Eric Musselman plays 10 players? Yeah. yeah. You know, because I think we'll be talking about the depth of this team. Yeah. The depth is, I think, what we're going to be talking about. Because I think this is one of those, like, Nolan teams where, yeah. like, 10 deep, you know, like, where's – Yeah. You don't know who, where the I minute's going to go. Yeah. Where the minute's going to go, um, you know, you have – I don't think you're going to see a lot of people. You're going to have a bunch of guys that play 10 minutes and you're going to have a bunch of guys that play 30 minutes. Yeah. But I, I do think this is going to be one of them teams where you may see 
some games and even tight games, you play he plays nine, ten players, and then you'll see some of them games where he's gonna play seven. Yeah. I think he go I think he's one of them coaches off guts and analytics. Yeah. I'm sure he knows the analytics of all that fun stuff. But I do think we'll be talking about the depth of this team. Yeah, he'll go by Phil a lot, you know. Um, I, I do think this is one of them teams that, that has that has the depth to run ten deep. Yeah. What do you? Yeah, what do you... yeah it does. I mean, for sure, it does. If this, if it was an, if this was Nolan or Mike Anderson coaching this team, they would go ten or eleven deep, easy, easy. Uh, but Mus is just not going to do that, you know. Uh, Mus is he doesn't he doesn't necessarily believe in that style um i th- I think he'll still keep it to about eight i think i think he'll run it to about eight players and he well and i think he, he he's pretty good about using this beginning of the season to yeah yeah but what helps is that he had i, I like that they had a game against purdue yeah uh, that 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 I think's huge. They, not that they won or not that they lost. You know, Purdue lost. Not that, but it yeah. was a game. It, yeah. it was it was a game. You 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 went out and got battle tested from yeah, the top. And the sure. fact that it, the fact that it went to overtime means that Purdue can keep their head up. You went into a freaking hostile SEC environment and went to overtime with a top sixteen team. Yeah. So yep, it's not for sure. Purdue's got nothing to be ashamed of. No, um, but the the fact that they was they had a battle. You had a battle. They've already experienced the blowout. They've already experienced experienced an overtime nick and nip tuck top notch team. So they're already battle tested, and I I like that, and I think that'll help them because they got some. Obviously, we got Duke, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Was it Arizona? You said we played. Um, I know we played some. Mm-hmm. Play some name schools. Well, in the in the uh, Bahama Man. deal, uh, Stanford. It's Stanford. I'm sorry. Stanford and Memphis are both going to be at that. Uh, I know. Um, then, of course, I mean that Duke game, huge. But um, anyway, yeah, man, I'm excited. Excited for basketball. Hey, and I'm excited again for football, baby. Dude, and that's what was so nice. It has been just so sad because, I mean, we both love Sam Pittman. We yeah. both love KJ, and we hated it. Yeah. I mean, there's no fun to see Mopey Sam come up to the podium and have to give. Yeah. And also, tip of the hat to whoever runs uh, the U of A's graphic department, the big guy roundhouse kicking the gator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if y- y'all go to their Insta- Arkansas football's Instagram or – yeah, that was good. It's now whatever Twitter's called these days. Um, yeah, but yeah, just go go check it out. It, they're brilliant when they when they win. It, it's a, it's a good troll, but it's one of them where even if the, it's you that gets got, you're like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, folks, uh, thank y'all so much for watching, for listening. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Like, share. Uh, all of it. notifications on apple on uh google on spotify or whatever um all that kind of stuff comments you know do you agree or disagree with stuff we said if you disagree comment about it let us know okay um all that stuff any interaction you have with us like that helps us out 
okay, in this whole podcast world. So, uh, you know, do that. Clint? Hogs? Hogs? Could be back. It could be. Could be back. I hope, man, next week, I hope we're talking about just, you know, getting ready for Florida International um, and and then taking on a very, very tough Missouri team for bowl eligibility. I hope we're talking about how long does Jacoby Criswell play against Florida International? Yes. That, and how much do our backups get in? 100%. Folks, have a great week. Thank y'all. Bye, Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more than I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drives So I can sow the seed In a Go. No.